what's happening collectively happens on a micro level all the time. Like people have life tragedies all the time. People lose their jobs all the time. People lose family members all the time, but it's just happening on a collective level. And it's navigating those transitions is tough at the best of times because it often gets us to rethink the way we are navigating life a lot of the time. Like we get so conditioned to go after security and safety because we're, our brains are primed for that anyway. And so in that respect, change represents a threat. And change and, and like crisis actually brings with it opportunity as well. And so it's just equipping ourselves with the emotional intelligence, the fortitude and the resilience to navigate change has never been more important. I'm Luca Ritti, the host of the Feeling Alive podcast. Thank you for joining me. Here you will learn what it truly means to feel alive. Fulfillment, empowerment and true self-expression are the pillars of this podcast. I believe our greatest potential exists when our physical, mental, emotional and spiritual health are in balance. My mission is to inspire you to push your edges of comfort, regain your energetic balance and leap into your greatest potential. Question is, are you ready? And just a few things before we get going. My greatest goal is to see this podcast reaching more and more people. So if you can rate, review and share this podcast on iTunes, that would greatly help this mission. And more importantly, serve the people needing to hear this most. Does this sound like you? You've been riding an emotional seesaw of fear, anger, jealousy, guilt or sadness. You seem to be more and more disconnected from your friends and potentially family and you don't know why. Or you want to make some positive change in your life but you don't know how or what you are doing isn't working. I have some good news. I've created a free five-day training, ebook and meditation on shifting your reality. This is a powerful training to help you change your perspective on your life so far. It gives you a great tool to use every day and in turn shift your external reality for the better. It's a powerful training for you for free, so it's a no-brainer. And if you do need further support on this journey of finding your greatest potential, I have spaces available for men and women in my Momentum Mentoring Program. You will work with me one-on-one to unpack your story, shift your perspective on matters in your past, empower you with powerful tools to use in your life, and give you more clarity on your mission in life. So both links for these offers are in the show notes, and if you resonate with either, please do go ahead and get involved. Most importantly, I'm grateful that you are here. So thank you, and without further delay, here is your episode. Welcome back to the Feeling Alive podcast with Luca Reedy. This is episode 23 with my man Tully O'Connor. Tully is a transformational leadership and relationship coach and also a facilitator for his own retreats and workshops. Now, look, I got Tully on here because this is chaotic times and Tully and his wisdom needed to be spread and the message that he has and his perspectives on the coronavirus in particular right now needs to be heard. So as Tully is a leadership coach, it was essential, I thought, for people that are struggling with their own personal leadership or are having to hold space for larger people in their own sense of leadership 
in these turbulent times and how we can help. So in this episode, we're diving deep onto what it really means to be a personal leader in these turbulent times, the different ways that we can actually hold uh, strong and firm in amongst this chaos, um, some tips and some tricks through that process, looking at the privilege that we do have as leaders and how we can use that with social responsibility to make a very, very lasting impact. And not only that, how to inject calm in this chaotic moment. And, you know, this is a time now where we've never gone through a period of this in our lives. And for the younger generation, for the millennials, for those of people that have just never really had everything at their fingertips, this is an important period for personal transformation. So you're going to really enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening. Without further ado, let's go get it. Tully, brother, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks, dude. Thanks. Happy to be here. Man, so we obviously know what's going on in the world at the moment with Mm. uh, coronavirus and considering all the stuff that you're doing right now, I just thought, man, this would be the perfect time to get you in here. Um, talking about personal leadership in these t- turbulent times um, and you know like you've obviously done a lot of work already getting your wisdom and your message out there so it's perfect time to start diving deep in this conversation man yeah for sure man I'm, I'm happy to be here and, and having it it is it's it's wild unprecedented times at the moment so um yeah yeah ready to mm. dive in and provide some insight and share what I can Cool, man. So first things first, what's what's your uh, perspective on what's going on? Like, what have you seen? What have you heard? What's mm. your thoughts on, on how everything's unfolding, man? The lockdowns, the deaths, everything. Yeah, it's like such a huge question. And I just want to put a disclaimer, <laughs> like, I'm not an economist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, like, yeah, not really qualified to answer that question. But, my, like, my opinion is, like, just a lot of a lot of panic, a lot of uncertainty. And it's been interesting Mm. to unfold. Like I've been sort of following it for the last maybe month relatively closely. Follow a couple of, um, there's a doctor in the States called Dr. Peter Atia, who's got a podcast and stuff. So in Australia, we've been, it's, I guess, you know, fortunate in that we got to see it roll out in other places, you know, and and people can argue back and forth about if we've responded effectively or not. Um, And yeah. yeah, not to make this a political conversation at all, but it's that's been my, I've been like watching it and being seen two sides. It's almost like people are like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's just a cold or look at these numbers. It doesn't kill as many people as the flu or like, and, and mm. it's not a big deal or freaking out and buying toilet mm. paper and stocking up. And yeah, and, and there, I feel like there's been both ends of the, the spectrum and not as much of the let's take this really really seriously but also like not freak out (laughs) yeah dude that that's interesting man um i'm just we've got our for those people listening right now we're actually doing an instagram live and this is the very first time we've done this because we're obviously wanting with people at home people doing things that not necessarily at their work anymore or they are doing some isolation or working from home so i thought let's do an instagram live Mm. Um, it is a little bit interesting, I must say, doing this Instagram live because uh, the sound issue. So, first, of, first and foremost, I apologize to the people listening that don't have the perfect sound. I just saw a comment: sound is off, mm. echoing. Not Tully's though. Um, not sure. 
I'm not sure why that is. Maybe through your phone. Maybe through my phone. But anyway, I, I, uh, we're going to leave it at that. <clears throat> Look, I just want to yeah reiterate what you just said, dude, is like um, a lot of I, – I actually did this. Like I've been following about a month as well and I was like, man, it hasn't killed anybody near, near as much mm-hmm. as what heart disease did or what suicides do. Yeah. And so, therefore, stop panicking. Yeah. Um, and so, like, it, it was a little bit ignorant of myself to do that, yeah. I feel. Be- but the thing is, dude, we've never been through a pandemic before, yeah. right? And so, like, it was like, well, yeah. stop buying into the fear-mongering. It's all good. And especially... Did you have that experience? Yeah, and I was always a bit like, hmm. Like, and I had a friend in China who was in China when they locked down in China. So I heard about it then, but didn't sort of dive into it too much. I was like, it's in China, like a lockdown in China. Like that's, you know, doesn't really affect me. So I, you know, was was hearing about it then, but I, what this has really brought to the surface is the information saturation that exists today. It's like Mm. amazing that we're not only relying on mainstream media, but that's still really prevalent. But then social media it's like stuff can spread and you just don't know you see one influential share that view influential person share that view mm. and you're like, oh it's not a big deal and so i guess why i was always a bit like hang on a second is because i went to medical professionals whose opinion i trusted who mm. weren't either way you know weren't at either end of the spectrum like freaking out or like playing it down they were like grounded i knew they were evidence-based guys and I was listening to what they were saying. And mm. and they shared the same thing though in, in that initially they weren't that worried about it. And then it was like, hold on a second. Like, and then they saw it start to start to, yeah, evolve. And I just, yeah, it's so, the thing is it's a new disease. Like it's a new, yeah. they're learning more about it every single day. And so yeah. I think that's why for me personally, it's like, you know, the precautionary principle. It's like if we don't know, like, mm. you know, if if we can do something that isn't going to harm us, that might help, we should probably do that thing. Yeah, yeah, that's how I was kind of approaching it. Yeah, good on you, man. That's a, it's a really balanced approach. Uh, like you've seen to have that calm nature as it is, but like there are a lot of people not in that calm nature. And I guess that's what the essence of mm-hmm. what we're talking about right now is like, okay, uh, people are in chaos, losing jobs, losing lives, um, being losing connection from people. And quite frankly, dude, like it, it's something that we've never experienced before. But, you know, people like yourself, myself and other people that are natural leaders that are doing this coaching are doing, are looking after big companies or, you know, looking after the family, mm. there needs to be, there needs to be calm amongst those people. Mm. And that's essentially what we're going to talk about now, right? Is like, let's put all the shit aside, like the fear mongering and the media and like our projections towards the media and like our ignorance to the side. Mm-hmm. And let's, and let's um, let's talk about what personal leadership in these turbulent times really means. And just before you get going, I really think we're going to have to end this Instagram live. Yeah. Yeah, no worries, man. Are you, are you feeling that? All right. So just peace out to the people we tried and I will get back in the next one. I really like this style, but 
um, for those of you who are watching on the Instagram live, it's echoing. It, we tried it and I think that's the only message from this is try everything once yeah. <laughs> and see how you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's just end that. We had a crack. That was good though, man. I appreciate that we went there. Yeah. That was actually pretty fun. Yeah, if it worked, it would have been epic. That would have been sweet. But um, yes, yeah, sharing it at two times into the uh, – like sharing it at social media at the same time. But I'm going to work on that and figure out how I can get that so I can serve the people. Mm. But like, yeah, I guess that was my question, brother, before if we're going to go back was um, – you know, we got a lot of chaos right now. We've got some natural leaders and that doesn't mean like, this is like what I'm saying is like people that are actually holding space for people mm. as like, it doesn't mean you're, you're a leader of a company. It could be the leader of the family. Mm. So like, talk to me through, talk to me about personal leadership in these turbulent times. What does personal leadership mean, man? Yeah. And I think to, great question. And I think to preface it, it's to acknowledge the position that I'm in. Like I haven't lost my job. Mm. I've been... Yeah, work, work online for the last three or four years. Um, wow. So I acknowledge that and recognize that that puts me in a position to help a lot of people then, you know, because I'm yeah. not scrapping to get a job and pay the bills, you know. So yeah, ev- this situation is affecting everybody so differently and everybody's having their own experience mm-hmm. with it. There's a lot of shared aspects of the experience as well. Um but it's also different. So I definitely acknowledge the privileged position that I've put myself in um, to be able to Mm. do the work that I'm doing. Um, Mm. But for me, personal Mm. leadership looks like living a values-aligned life and Mm. living of service. And whether that's to self, to family, to a community, to a business, to whatever, but it, it recognizes and includes self because I feel like when we yeah. talk about leadership, it can be very easy to think about who we're leading and what we're doing outside of ourselves and mm, kind of see, okay. you see that a little bit um, in the coaching space and in like, I just want to help people. I just want to like change the world. I just want to do all of this stuff and people can kind of bypass their own thriving and yep. go straight to who they want to help, you know? So personally, interesting, dude. All of it. Wow. Okay. That's some good points there. So the first thing we'll circle back to is like, um, was, well, so, okay. So the first thing there was like taking care of yourself, being, because you're, you're, you're wanting to serve so many other people that you forget about how to take care of yourself, right? Mm. Yeah. And and that's an important thing is like, I think that's like, that's the true essence of self-love and self-care is like, they think it's selfish that we always have to be giving, 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 but we have to replenish the stocks before we actually have the capacity to give, right? Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. And I spoke about mm. it on the, um, the training I did this morning and it's like, if you want to lead with longevity, then you need to be taking care of yourself. Because mm-hmm. anybody, anybody can give beyond themselves and fill their own cup last, but you just can't do it on an ongoing basis. You'll burn out eventually. Yep. I think a lot of yeah, people right. have had some experience of that. Parents, yep. definitely. Like if you work in business, if you, you know, we're very good at like give, 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 but receiving, asking for help, we're not so good at that. So yeah. I feel like, especially during times like this where things are 
tough and probably going to get tougher before they get better. And I do believe they'll get better. It's never been more important to be nourishing ourselves in the best way we possibly can so that we're setting ourselves up to lead and have longevity with that and be playing the long game. Mm, That's the long, the dude, the long game is something that's been popping up a lot recently because you know, going, I've been going through my own journey over the last few years and mm. just, I just actually realized that um, I had worked through all my dependencies right down to the point where, well, I wouldn't say all until I found where it was actually coming from. And that was me getting quick gratification mm. and this short term satisfaction. And that was showing up in specific ways in my life. And then, it's just like it's not we're not here for like get rich quick schemes we're not mm. and especially as leaders like anyone it's no get rich quick or get it done quick or like um that in, like i said that instant gratification it's it is the long game mm. dude it, it it and this is what's important is like when you whether you go and drink a beer on like go and get pissed on one weekend or go and do drugs and you get that short-term satisfaction, Mm. you're not going to ever do that for 10 years. Like, well, people do, but you can see the deterioration in their life. Mm. And that's the essence of what we're trying to say here. And specifically what you're saying is like, you guys got to like nourish yourselves first. And that's like, and that's essentially all a lot of your work is helping people do that. But like, that's the emotional body, the mental body, the physical body, big one. And like, yeah, the spiritual body, like what are your beliefs? Mm. Um, but yeah, that's really cool, dude. And like, do you have any tips for people that are listening to this to like, just while we're on this subject, is like the long game, how can they start to pay attention to the long game and, and start to switch from that short-term gratification? Yeah. Well, I think like recognizing that there is no destination. It's like we uh, set yes. goals and we move towards things and w- whenever we get yep. there, it's just like, well, what's the next thing? It's like we're creative by nature. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's we've conditioned ourselves or we've been conditioned to think that sort of life is linear and it's like there's start and end points and these kinds of things, but it's just not the way life works. It's like cyclical and there's no mm. end points. So like just recognizing, and I'm sure people have listening have experienced it, that you had a goal, you achieved the goal, you probably felt good for half an hour, maybe a day max, and then you're like, well, what next? yeah totally dude this sense of freedom that we're often chasing it's an inside job and i know that's a cliche but it's a cliche for a reason and if we can recognize that Mm. you know there's no destination then it's like oh okay well then i better be enjoying the process and that automatically (laughs) sets you up to play the long game in a way if that makes sense so that's that's one thing that i would offer is just a reframe um Yes. Because you can do all the little tips and tricks and all those kinds of things. But if you just sort of reframe and restructure the whole way you're approaching this thing called life, then the other stuff often falls into place, you know, because then you can look at Mm. self-care and what you're doing to nourish your energy levels, your physical body, your emotional body. Um, But that's a, Mm. a big one would be, yeah, looking at that gets overlooked, you know, eating healthy, breath work, drink lots of water. Mm-hmm. A lot of people still aren't doing enough of those, but at least they're more commonly spoken about. Whereas what I see that's definitely lacking is emotional nourishment and being able to look after ourselves emotionally. Yeah. 
yeah, that's the key, man. Like I, I, I feel you on that. It's like, well, even just like those little things that everyone's talking about is like, yeah, like nourish yourself with breath work, with the right food, with water, um, release, releasing all the like the shitty foods that you're eating and changing those food habits. Like that, I guess, to help to contribute to the long game, it's a matter of making those your habits that they, they're so much so that they've just like they've become into your like un, your uh, unconscious competence mm. program. Mm. And like that's, I guess, what everyone does sort of hear about a lot lately. But no one really talks about what you. I mean, some people do. The, the big leaders in that do. They talk about this. They say what exactly what you just said. It's not that your um, your goal isn't a destination, mm. and that's the big aspect is what you're saying. And that's something really key, I think, for people to hear. That is like it's not about the destination; it's about the process. Because I was listening to something just recently. Um, I can't remember who was the quote, but I think it was Wayne Dyer or someone. But it was like, um, oh, it was actually in uh, Jordan Peterson's book, Twelve Rules for yep. Life. He was saying that the, about talking about the Garden of Eden and like if the snake didn't come into the Garden of Eden, Garden of, the, the the consciousness in Garden of Eden, it, the people, the Adam and Eve in Garden of Eden would be infants still because they would never have been challenged enough to learn mm. and to grow, to, to, grow, to raise their consciousness, right? So, like, mm. this is just that opportunity now for us to adapt and to learn because guess what? None of us have been through anything like this before. Yeah. So, it's so important now to just switch on and to say, okay, we've just been dealt these cards. Now, we've got to try and win the game. Yeah, and it's, yeah, the rules yeah. have changed and are changing and I think – what's happening collectively happens on a micro level all the time. Like people have life tragedies mm. all the time. People lose their jobs all the time. People lose family members all the time, but it's just happening on a collective mm. level. And it's na- navigating yeah. those transitions is tough at the best of times because it often gets us to rethink the way we are navigating life a lot of the time. And yeah, we, like we get so conditioned to go after security and safety because where our brains mm. are primed for that anyway and so in that respect change represents a threat and yeah. change and and like crisis actually brings with it opportunity as well mm. and so yeah it's just equipping ourselves with the emotional intelligence the fortitude and the resilience to navigate change has never been more important. Again, it's always been important Mm. because change is going to happen eventually, but it's just been thrust upon all of us at the same time. And so that's why, whoa, it's like all of the things I've been saying to the people I've been coaching and working with, it's not necessarily new. It's always been important. It's just really, really important now. Yeah, yeah. That's that's an interesting point, man. And it's funny because we talk about like how it's been thrown, it's been thrown across every single person in this whole world. Like no one's immune to mm. this. Yes, we do have privilege, mm. but the fact is, it's still going to change everyone's lives. Yeah. Whether that's like yourself, like you said, yeah, you've got to acknowledge the privilege of, of your life that you actually are able to continue helping and, and supporting people in this journey because you haven't your your work hasn't directly been affected so per se right like mm. but not to say that you know that's on a, that's on a day by day basis but like mm. you've got to acknowledge the privilege but also the fact that everyone has to adapt everyone has to shift and no one is immune to this shit mm-hmm. 
it's fucking it's 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 actually amazing to see how many people are coming together. Oh man, and hundred like, percent, yeah. Like I've seen more of mm. that than I've seen people hoarding toilet paper. You know, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, more, yeah, yeah. Like I've had people reach out to me. I've had just seen more community stuff, seen more people offering services, seen more people talking mm-hmm. about how they're reconnecting with family. Um, and again, I'm not discounting mm. the tragedy. I'm not discounting the pain and suffering that's also happening. But yeah. I think it's important for our psyche, again, for the longevity and to not fall into despair because despair yeah. isn't a place that you can operate and be of service from. You know, feel what you got to feel and and yeah. and be honest with that. But it's important to recognize the shift because our mind can create states of being you know there's authentic Mm. emotion that's there and there might be grief there might be sadness there might be anger there might be all of these things and it's like yep maybe you just got to feel that but there also gets a point where you don't want to indulge in that and then be consuming content that promotes you to feel that and before you know it you're like oh my god this is the world's over i'm screwed like do you know what i mean it's like Mm. having an equilibrium you don't want to be in la la land and, and bypassing everything yeah but you don't want to be indulging yeah. in the chaos and the mess either so it's like finding that middle ground and i feel like that middle ground part of personal leadership is figuring out what that middle ground is for you do you know what I mean? yes some yeah. people are yeah. more sensitive and can't consume much content or hold much or look at what's going on before it overwhelms them and freaks them out yeah. and then they just yeah lose themselves to it so it's like just figuring out where that is for you and 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 operating there yeah so i guess like um that that was exactly one of the things we're going to talk about here i've got listed is like there is those two opposites right people are either really really freaking out because you know they've lost their job their their grandmother's passed away like potentially they're from italy or somewhere mm-hmm. there they're just being complete lockdown and isolation haven't even touched the earth in like two weeks or whatever right like there's those people um or people that you know like are wrestling at woolworths like, i saw a video the other day people were literally wrestling at a supermarket in australia for toilet paper it was insane mm-hmm. like it, it's just very interesting to see the, the different perspectives and and acknowledging the fact that that's where they are right now in in their lives and then you see people that are just like don't buy into the fear this is all conspiracy there's like you know it's covering up this it's covering up that and um like I've seen some pretty interesting conspiracies getting around mm. and and so there's like people that are just like completely in their own space on other ends of the spectrum. Um, and I think that's what we really want to focus on here in this personal leadership in turbulence times is, okay, engage in both sides, see where it's at, but just gather the things that you need to make yourself a powerful and calm leader. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. And yeah. you'll know, your body will let you know. Like if you're scrolling yeah. threads and pages and binging youtubes and you feel like a piece of shit after it it's like probably some feedback from your body that that was too much or that wasn't where you should be spending a lot of your time and again it's Mm. not to be to be ignorant of it either but it's just like take a breath and come back to your life you it doesn't matter what old mate's doing at Woolworths it doesn't matter what old mate's saying like it's coming back to you 
and, and what mm. you can do, what's coming through for you and how mm. you can be of yeah, service. And it's very hard to do that when your mind is in the social web. Like it's very, yeah. like if I get and if I hit Insta before I sort of connect with myself for the day, which I haven't really been letting myself do at all recently, but if that happens, I, I, I get sucked in. Do you know what I mean? Nobody's yeah, into that. It's like, so yeah. just having yeah. systems in place and recognizing that the power that that has. And because often it's a distraction, you know, it also yeah. numbs us from sitting with like, oh, wow, I'm actually really fucking scared or I'm actually yeah. really angry. And, it, and it's a distraction from sitting with where we're at and then having to do something. You know what I mean? It allows us to project onto the guy at Woolies and project onto the systems that are. And it's like, yeah, coming back to that all may be true and and and, and whatever, but it's it's coming back to you and what you can do day yeah. to day. Yeah, that's a that's a good point, dude. Um, your body's going to be that indicator of. So people listening right now, it's like just tune into that body because they know. And, and I'm with you on this. Like, if I've watched or i'm getting too many messages or phone calls because i'm currently in indonesia Mm -hmm. like what are you going to do you got to come back Mm -hmm. like we had an interesting message this morning which had a bit of like we took a lot of humor out of it but it was like pretty uh panicky and so we have to try and discern ourselves from that but also just realize don't make stupid decisions also take in what's going around you Mm. um but just don't get sucked into it so much where you know, I ended up the other day was just like I had to go and take a breather and do a meditation because it was like far out. Like this is this shit's like rippling every in every ocean all over the world. Yeah. But that was the thing. It was like that awareness to go, okay, I'm not myself right now and I can't be my best self if I wanted to just hold a deep conversation with Danielle, my partner, mm-hmm. or, you know, be send a message to one of my clients or whatever. Like I don't want that energy to come through the phone. Mm-hmm. And so that was exactly what you're saying, right? Is like just go and do those self-nourishing um, rituals, whatever you do. Meditation is probably the best one. I'll go put your bare foot on the earth. Have you got any other ones that you'd recommend? Yeah, like moving your body, like sweat. Mm. Like I feel like yeah. that's really, really important. Get the endorphins going. Um, yeah, that's true. And it's, yeah, that's a good one for me, especially if I can feel tension and frustration building. It's like consciously go and move, like feel it. Yeah, and then yeah move move body but yeah meditation definitely but i find for me personally if i'm really buzzy you know and my head's been in the phone all day it can be really hard to drop Mm. into meditation so i'll go and move and move energy first breath movement sound just and then i'll sit and and meditate Mm. okay okay that's good to hear so like there's a um i think i'm going to put myself in this category of like being a rule breaker in this sense like everyone's going social distancing and all that and and quite frankly like indonesia is was was well behind everyone else making changes and doing the social distancing like we're all still going out for dinners and all that over here Mm -hmm. and then i actually had a message come through from a friend in new york who saw me like i was like at this small gathering the other day it's like a couple of us there but like it there was it was no social distancing right and so she sent me a message and just said aren't you guys social distancing blah 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 and said look new york is in is a shit show i've never seen anything like it i've had to leave to go back to canada but like it's it's crazy like i really think this the the world's going to feel the effects of this soon Mm. and that 
you you really like people listen to you on Instagram, people follow you on Instagram and value your word. I really think like you should be social distancing. And I sort of, I'm not gonna lie, like my first instinct was like got my back up, and hmm. I'm like, well, and 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 I and I'm and I, yeah, I'm being straight up. Like I was just like, well, you know, I've got my perspective too. You know, like we have we have a different world over here. But then I was like, I just listened to, it and I was like, no, no, that's not me in my state. That's I'm pushing something back at her there. I just got to take this on board. And I saw it, saw her perspective and I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like that actually is the first time that's been come to my attention that whatever I say on Instagram, people will like the people that do follow me will listen mm. to it to a certain degree yeah. um, because I've built up trust and I've built this like uh, authentic relationship with them. Mm. And so I guess like being a personal leader in this time, it's really important to actually know what the rest of the world is doing to understand how you can work with it because the reality is bro the economy is the the biggest thing that like is is really gonna shake this this world up right and so i guess like that's the um i'd love to hear your thoughts on that i'm like being being leaders like listening to what is actually the rules out there because there are a lot of people that don't want to listen to the parrot like the 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 mainstream rules and, and paradigms and stuff yeah yeah, yeah, and I think mm. um, you're right. Like it is part of social responsibility for everyone mm. to, yeah, understand that. And there is a bit of that anti-authority, and I, you know, for good measure. You know, there's a lot of anti-medical mm. system because for a lot of reasons as well. But when it comes to like infectious disease and something like this, it's it's just so important to listen to people who know what they're talking about. Because, and that's yeah, like, that's good I recognized I wasn't one, you know, I didn't know. So I found yeah. somebody, I found a trusted source of information. And that was that guy, Dr. Peter Atia that I was talking about. He's got a podcast, posts his video yeah. on Instagram all the time. And he's over in the States seeing it evolve and sharing what he knows. And like, and he was that's awesome. speaking a lot about that, the, the importance of social distancing, like a month ago, because it, mm. we're still learning about it. So people see one meme and they're like, oh, it's not as bad as the flu. I've never had the flu. It's all good. Like, well, I'm young. I won't get sick. But yeah, but you can still carry the virus and then pass on the virus to somebody else that then passes it on to somebody else's grandmother. And so it's just, yeah, that, that that's my take on it is like understanding the social responsibility. It's, it's beyond us. Yeah. Find a source of information yep. that you trust. Um, and like the health authorities... In this respect, like, like, you know, there that's a good place to start. Yeah, you know? and, yeah, and people have got their own personal stories and stuff around that. But it's like, come on, like, and again, this yeah. is my opinion, right? But yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like yeah. people do not understand the severity of exponential thread and how quickly things mm. go from okay to really not good to oh yeah. shit, this is out of hand and we can't get a handle on it. You know, like yeah. it can change really rapidly. And because we've never seen anything like it, we're just like, hey, you know, if we'd been around during the Spanish flu back in the early 1900s, I think we probably would have all taken this a bit more serious. <laughs> but like, yeah, dude. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's it's definitely, and and every little bit counts. Do you know what I mean? Like you, I guess the original yeah. point you made at the beginning and that's why, like, I shared a video mm. on it recently. And if I wasn't moving house and looking after a pregnant wife, I would have been sharing a lot earlier on it. But I had to take care of, you know, yeah. my house. But that's what yeah. I shared in, in the video. And it's like I don't, you know, have the hugest following in the world, but it's still 
uh, like people listen every, every little bit counts yeah. and and yeah. if we're thinking that it doesn't then extrapolate that out you know that's a very nihilistic way to look at the world like i can do whatever the fuck i want yeah. it doesn't matter anyway it's like well no actually it does especially when it comes to something like this yeah yeah completely agree and yeah i've evolved through this own process myself of like what it means to actually be a leader is like you've actually you've got a like you said social responsibility mm. and my friend who's a uh, health coach um mitch Villani, he posted something just recently on his hints on his facebook and i was like oh man i didn't even think about this so he was like talking about the effects of the of this virus on people with autoimmune diseases yeah. and so he, he was like look yeah, you might be healthy, you might be well, like don't be ignorant because you could be a carrier and you could send this on to people with autoimmune diseases and like he listed all the different autoimmune diseases that this is affecting mm -hmm. and was like, that's your responsibility to stop this spreading and killing people that are actually not old and susceptible to this. And that was a good, another, okay, yeah, like another good wake up for me as well. I was like, okay, cool, yeah like stop being ignorant that was the main thing kept coming up was ignorance right yeah um yeah yeah and it's and it's yeah there's lots of stuff man and like i say like i'm not the medical expert on this i'm just like sharing stuff yep. that i've you know learned but the yep. a big thing where the issue comes in is that a lot of the treatment requires ventilation and there's a real restriction mm. and cap on the amount of ventilators and icu beds that we have so like it's going to get to the point where just people won't be able to get treated it's happening in italy it's happening yeah. it's going to start happening like they're maxed out in new york so mm -hmm. it's what yeah. what the social isolation the self-quarantining the social distancing does it's not going to stop it per se like you'd need a complete lockdown to stop it yeah but it yeah. may slow it and you know complete lockdown that's there's a lot of arguments for that being the best way to go about it but the social distancing, at least it'll slow the spread to a rate in which our healthcare professionals and healthcare system can yeah. handle it, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because no yeah, I think I read the other No matter what your view, whether what's behind it all, you know, and I've got my views on, on you know, what's there's bigger stuff at play here. I, I do believe that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, no, ex <laughs> I don't think anybody knows exactly, but like <laughs> there's definitely stuff going on. For me, it's like what's cool, what's most important is what's happening on the ground right now. Like, yeah, that, dude, and that's completely my, agree. My, my personal take on it. Man, that's perfect. I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, like we've got, we've got our own beliefs and our philosophies, and what looking at what we've experienced in our own life, and then having a look at what's happening now, and and then using those, that experience to get a a good understanding, right, and. But I think that's what we're talking about here is what real this real leadership means in these turbulent times is not projecting your beliefs, no matter how wild they are, onto people that won't understand them. Um, and, and I've seen this with, you know, some friends and the other people that I follow it was like they're aggressively in their truth and that's their story and that's what they're doing. But also to be really effective in this world, I think you've got to go back to that middle ground and just meet people where they're at and even just change, just, just to get them back into that state, change their state. Mm. And then because no one's going to be listening in chaos. No one's going to be listening when their freaking mum just died or their grandmother just died and they've just lost their job. No one's going to be listening to you like the propaganda or whatever else is coming out or the, mm -hmm. the radical beliefs 
um, or the fights in the toilet paper. No one's going to care about that. They're going to care about just where you, that, that you're able to meet them in, in a way that uh, allows them to feel connected and allows them to feel safe and allows them to feel protected. I think that's the importance. And then, yeah, do what you want with your beliefs, but just have that rem- remembrance of that social responsibility. Is there anything like you could you want to add to that? Yeah, and I just guess it comes back to one of the original points I brought up was like everyone's having their own experience with this. Um, yeah. And so mm. everybody's got their role to play. They're, you know, the doctors, the nurses, they're on the front, like they've got their role to play. And it's like people yeah. in the coaching world have got their role to play. It's like everybody's got their role to play mums have their role to play dads have that so it's understanding not expecting everybody to have your role to play yeah, to try and make yeah. it right it's like just trust what feels true for you we come like and at the same time it's like there's stuff that where as a functioning member of a community listening to those people as well you know yeah um, and then so yeah that's true leadership right there dude is listening yeah let's be honest yeah like that's the essence of what it takes to actually be a real leader is to open your ears and to speak last mm. and and to yeah and, and to hold a vision of yeah where we're going beyond it all yeah the like yeah that 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 where you want them to to see i guess it's not the destination but you just sort of want to like scope out where they're currently at now and the idea of where you want them to return which is back to themselves back to their truth back to that calm nature back to safety yeah and just focusing on self first like yeah like yeah yeah like where what feels true for me where do i want to be where do i like and let that be a guiding light um yeah before i go and extend that to others and like you say it's listening like it's just guiding people back to their own truth it's not trying to create it for them yeah that's a good point not trying to create the truth for them and and like just i think making clarity on what they how they see the world and just giving them some some insight and perspective on how they can see it differently if it's if it's not serving them yeah you know that would probably be a good tip as well. Mm. Um, but, you know, that's the thing, dude, is like let's just have a quick chat about what we're um, – the benefits that we're seeing from this coronavirus because I always love talking about the benefits. And for those of you listening, like that's one way to really change your state is no matter where you're currently at, just see – and it's see the bright side, that old day, just see the bright side um, – of what's actually happening and not what you've lost, what you've gained from it. Mm. Um, so like I was looking at, I was looking at, um, it was a post written by Bill Gates on all this stuff and it was quite deep and actually, yeah, quite philosophical. I really enjoyed it. But he was just saying like so many people place value on, on like a lot of luxuries and now they're being forced to look at the basics and the necessities in life and, and really appreciate that, you know? Mm. Um, and and so much distractions were in our life was another big one like the distractions that we have where you know we probably would never just sit at home and have a conversation instead we might be on our phones or we might not really care too much about ringing our friends but now we've got the time to ring our friends and like it's just that um crazy connection that we've got now it's amazing like Mm -hmm. is there any other things that from your perspective that you can see like that's been really beautiful to see come from this coronavirus? Yeah, I think 
a huge reminder of perspective and priorities is yeah. is being awakened <laughs> in people mm. um and I'll speak for myself like yeah just and the things that I would bring light to as part of a practice you know a gratitude practice or all these kinds of things where it's now or you don't have to conjure that up because you're like oh wow I, I'm, I'm so grateful for this that I've got, I've mm. got food I've got a home I've got mm. a bed I've got do you, you know like I feel like it's just yeah. and, and it's stuff we've all spoken about before but it's just there's so many more I feel like there's this real collective awakening this shake up to be mm. like yo how do you actually want to live your life like what's really important yeah. for you and what how have you let yourself yeah. get distracted and i feel like after mm. the dust settles there's going to be a lot of realignment for a lot of people yeah um yeah yeah community coming together like people you know realize like realizing how resilient they are like so much innovation like the amount of yeah. um people in my network where they've got gyms and i'm seeing them close the doors on their gym which is like their baby their love their passion their their income all of it yeah. but being so positive and still finding ways to serve their community and to keep their community together and to keep everyone moving and like that kind of stuff is just like fuck yeah yeah amazing that's a it's so good to see that eh? like and another thing that i was like I got a really powerful perspective on like so growing up I was in a I was in a domestic violent household and it was it was a, a big part of my own personal growth growing up and, and learning how to deal with all that mm-hmm. but then I just realized last night um, my partner was saying to me she read a post where it was talking about imagine all those kids that are having to stay at home in their domestic violent household yeah. right now and I just like go, oh, whoa, I totally didn't even think about that. Mm. Like I just think about all the cool people getting to watch Netflix and, and get on the internet and Wi-Fi and, pl- and do TikToks or whatever, you yeah. know. But you don't realize there's some people that actually don't have the best house to go and isolate in. Uh, yeah, big time, man. And that's like why I opened up the conversation with the recognition of the absolute privileged position I'm in because yeah, like, yeah. And, and yeah, there are people that... The, yeah, are, are hurting, like hurting mm. right now. And there are people that aren't. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, doesn't make the people that aren't worse people, you know. It's, it's yeah. understanding that like, oh, okay. And it's rather than feeling guilty for not, because that's what can come up and that's what comes up for me personally. And it's been something that, you know, like has survivor's guilt, or like if I'm achieving it mm. well, but there are people that I know and love that aren't, you know, it's very easy for me to feel guilty, mm. like shrink myself. Yeah. And that feeling of guilt and that heaviness doesn't put me in a better position to serve, to serve mm. my wife, to serve my family, to serve my community, to serve my business. So tr- recognizing that and transforming and transmuting that guilt into gratitude yeah, I've found to be an extremely yeah. important practice because, yeah, there, there is a lot of people really, really, really hurting, and yeah, um, and there's a lot of people who aren't, and there's a lot of yeah who are a little bit, and 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 it's not righting or wronging. It's just doing the best you can, being as yeah 
as informed as you can be without being inundated and doing the best that you can in the position that you're in. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to put it, man. And and I guess that is just not to be guilty about where you're at, but that like having that guilt as you turned it into a, a appreciation because you're like, wow, I'm so lucky for the things that I do have right now. Mm. And and that's beautiful, man. I think that's going to be really hitting home with people is like look at the people out there right now that are worse off and that is the quickest way to see your own uh, beautiful world right now. Yeah. I guess like now... Um, now, man, like we've touched on some pretty deep aspects to personal leadership, but like I want to talk. You're, you're a special specialist in in conscious relationships. We were talking about this before we started um, recording. But like, has there been anything come up for you around like being at home now in a relationship? And uh, obviously, your uh, partner is pregnant. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot more to deal with in that sense. Like. Has there been any challenges? And if so, uh, or maybe your clients have had challenges, how can we start assisting people in those relationships and those conscious or that the challenging relationships to make them more consciously aware mm. and to help them get through this period together? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, for, I'd say I'm a student of conscious relationship, not a specialist. I think relationship, oh, relationships are a, um, a, <laughs> a breeding ground for personal growth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and it is an area that I help a lot of people with, and I'm always learning and exploring myself. And I think, um, mm. for me, I've noticed myself get a lot more protective, um, yeah, of my, yeah, family, my relationship, obviously, with Kat being pregnant, you know, quite pregnant, 36 weeks pregnant tomorrow, so. Um, yeah, so it's a, been a really surreal time, man, with all of this going on, moving house, going into this baby bubble. It's like, it's been a very, yes, yeah, a real time. Um, but what the way I speak to this is, you know, life's stresses affect relationships on the best of days, right? Mm. So in any relationship, we've got person A, person B, and then the entity of like the relationship where you guys overlap. It's kind mm. of like three pieces to that puzzle and then all three of those pieces sit in the environment that your relationship is in and that might be your physical environment that's your financial environment that's you know your work and schedule environment you know some people are doing FIFO some people are nine to five some people are working from home like all of those things affect our relationship and Mm. when there's stress coming from those things rather than and contraction rather than expansion it puts pressure on the relationship. Yeah. Issues can be created maybe where there aren't actually issues. You guys are just under a lot of stress, wow. right? Yeah, okay. When we're under a lot of stress, it's harder to be compassionate. When we're less compassionate, there's going to be more conflict. So I think the most important thing in times like this is to take a big breath into your belly and to zoom out yeah. and to recognize like, okay, um, like we're under a lot of stress here. So like, let's like all the things like communication and all of these things we need to double down on because Mm. like even just a financial stress on the best of days can, can really bring a a lot of conflict. And there's lots of research around financial stress contributing to divorce rates and all these kinds of things. So this is going to put a lot of stress on a lot of relationships. And so really doubling down on communication 
And, and if, if that's not a strength, get help with that. It's, it's a skill. Do you know what I mean? All of this is a skill mm. and bulletproof your relationship to be able to move through this so you can work as a team rather than sort of facing off with each other. Um, and mm. understand you're not going to be perfect. You're going to lose it. You're going to like, it's going to be challenging. Um, but yeah. think back to every challenging time you've ever worked through with a partner and how you felt on the other side of it. A greater sense of yeah. connection. Yeah. And so that's what yeah. available here as well. That's that's beautiful, man. I, I could resonate deeply with that and especially respect you for honoring that you're still a student because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I couldn't agree more, man. And, and I, you know, this has been my like deepest conscious relationship for sure. But um. I, I totally agree, man. And it's, I've had some moments where I've been in panic and I'm just like taking in everything around me and, and I haven't showed up with so much presence and mm. um, understanding for my partner. But, you know, there's only one way that you guys can get through, through this and that's together. Mm. So, yeah, listening to that and just being aware that you're not yourself. I think that comes back to deep self-awareness, right, with all that is like, am I am I actually in my best alignment right now and most integrity yeah right yeah definitely and like i'm a huge fan of simplicity and so i boil it down to two things if you want to focus on two things curiosity and compassion because you can't be curious Mm. and judgmental at the same time so if your partner's responding in a certain way or you know we're all going to respond to this differently you know this might trigger old traumas for our partner. Like it might bring up all kinds of different stuff. So rather than having expectations of how our partner should be navigating this, get curious about what's actually coming up and how they're actually being and, and bring compassion to that as well. And if you can see those two states more often than not, then it'll go a long way to bring more harmony into the relationship. That's beautiful, man. I think you could almost use that for any relationship with like friendship or anything, right? Yeah. yeah. Curiosity and compassion. I love that, dude. Well, look, man, I think we've we've really delivered a strong message and I'm really I'm really grateful to have you here to help share your wisdom with the listeners. And is there anything that you believe is really important if there's like one takeaway that you believe is really important right now for those people um, stepping up and, and helping others out in this in these uh, turbulent times? Yeah, I think just really more than ever get clear on who you are, what's true for you, the message you've got, the gifts that mm. are on the, your heart to give and and mm. give those. It's... Yeah. Yeah. And, and then and secondly, surround yourself with people that are supportive of that. Yeah. Because environment yeah, that's is, is everything. So... It's, it is, dude. Yeah, it's never been more needed than it is now. It's like if, yeah. if now isn't the time to step up and to support people and to innovate, then when is? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so just yeah. let it light a fire because that's what it's done for me. It's really, yeah, lit a fire under me. And so... Um, wow, that's cool. Yeah. That's great, man. I, I, yeah, I think that's beautiful. And, and, you know, that was just an extra cherry on top because there's a lot of goodies that you've you've thrown in here and we've discussed so 
Um, I guess for people wanting to connect with you, we'll uh, add, your, add your website, your coaching services in there. But have you got anything coming up with any leadership courses or anything coming up in the future that can, if people want to uh, connect with you, where they can find you and where they can find that? Yeah, definitely. So just follow on over Instagram. That's where I'm most active. And um, yeah. and this will be the first time I've actually shared it. I haven't even posted about it yet, but I'll be launching oh, cool. um, the Leadership Academy uh, soon. Oh, wicked. Um, yeah, and so that's going to be a space for leaders and we're going to talk relationship, we're going to talk service, we're going to talk impact. Um, and it's been on, and this is one of those things that's been on my awareness and on my, you know, tickling me for a while now. And then this last two weeks, yeah. it's like, come on, man. Like people are, you know, needing this. So just show up. So I'm super excited to be um, launching that soon. All the details aren't locked in yet, so just follow on over at our... Just follow you. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's wicked, dude. It's funny, though. It just naturally picks you too. Like, <laughs> you are a leadership coach, but, like, this is the exact topic of what we've been talking about. And so that tickle has been there because it's been ready to burst. So I'm excited for that, man. I'll stay posted on that as well. And yeah, I'll put your details in the show notes, brother. But, again, just massive, massive gratitude for you for being here and showing up and doing your work, man. I just... I really want to yeah take the time to just appreciate you for for the the person that you are and I mean I haven't even met you in person but mm. we have mutual friends and just yeah a lot of respect for you and your work man so I really appreciate that. Mm. Thanks man and thanks for having me on and and all the work. No worries brother. The um the messages cool. you're getting out there dude it's it's awesome to see and many hands make light work so keep doing what you're doing. No worries, man. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this and keep staying calm in that chaos out there. Mm. This is uh new times for us all this is essential this is very essential for you all to be finding your part to play in this role um in this change in this shift in the world and and it's definitely not going to be the same as we saw it just before all this outbreak and now's the time to start playing the new game with the cards that you've been dealt i'm looking forward to seeing you all out there uh, take your take your part and and take ownership of that and again thank you so much for listening and if you did get a strong message or some strong takeaways from this i'd love you to screenshot the podcast on your iphone and tag tully and i on instagram and, and share it to your stories and that'd be greatly appreciated the more ears that hear this the better so thank you very much and until next time take care thank you so much for listening to the end I'm incredibly grateful to share these magical lessons and experiences with you here. Please, if you can do anything right now, adopt the takeaways that our guests give you in each episode and use it in your life and share it with your loved ones because that's what matters. And remember this, Socrates once said, the secret to change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. It's time to wake up, my friends.